The Info Arcade is a completely fan-produced show of the fan-controlled sports and entertainment network. The first ever open-source professional sports league controlled entirely by you, the fans. If you'd like to watch live, tune into our Twitch, YouTube, or social media channels every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Now, it's time for the Info Arcade with Jaden Stanley. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Network. I am your host of the N4K show, N4K Jaden Stanley himself, joined by my awesome co host, Kyle Stahead Sheridan and AJ King Ka. Boys, looks like we've got a lot of newbies in the chat. Uh, if you are, if you guys are brand new to the channel, let us know you're here. Say what's up. If you guys tried out this weekend in Atlanta, let us know. I heard there there was an FCF tryout for season three, and we saw some great content on social media. Guys, it got me excited, man. It's a new year. It's going to be some new seasons for football and hoops. It's going to be a good year, guys. It's going to be so good. Uh Let's see. Shout out to Steeler Ace. Uh, Deza Funny. Chase Browse, I think is what it says, is. Declan. Says, Chase Browse says, says uh, they played with Ed Crouch in college. Oh, all right. Shout out to the Declan Man, or 20 Crouch. Patriots Nation rocking up Declan. here. Declan? Yeah. Oh, Decl- I like Declan. Hey, it's Declan. 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 Wow. Do you feel good about that, Kyle? Oh, no, I don't. Let's move on. <laughs> anyway, guys, we got a really good show for you tonight. It's going to be jam-packed. We're going to talk college football national championship game last night. Oh, I'm gonna, As a TCU fan, it's going to suck to talk about, but we got to talk about it. We've got to talk about the wild card this week. Oh, we've got to talk about NBA heating up. we got a lot to cover. So we're going to get started off with our first segment. First up, let's hit it off right now. Mm. All right, here we go. Video, man, I love, I love StreamYard. Nay, hey, it came up for two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> we did it. Let's go. And let's go. There you go. StreamYard for the win. You never know if it's gonna work or not, but we don't care because we're having a good time either way. Here on controlled sports and entertainment guys we have to talk about last night about last night yeah we do. um georgia goes for glory yet again back-to-back champions of college football they become the fourth university to win back-to-back national titles in football and set the record for the largest margin of victory in a bowl game ever 65 to 7 with their big win over my TCU Horn Frogs, guys, I gotta say, ouch, ouch! I was so just gutted. It doesn't matter that I lost money on the game. It's another thing on top of that to watch your team make it and then just not even show up. It sucked. But you know who did show up last night? Stetson freaking Bennett unbelievable performance along with his Georgia Bulldogs guys. What did we take away from the game last night? Did TCU deserve to be there? 
I, is Georgia like just that good? Are they going to continue to be that good? Like we got to talk about the future of college football real quick. Stathead, go ahead, man. Listen. <laughs> uh. Yeah, first of all, TCU did deserve to be there. That's how the system works. Everybody on Twitter is like, Alabama should have been there. Alabama should have beat Texas and LSU if they wanted to be there. They didn't. Big and facts. that Darn, you can keep crying. I love Alabama, but like TCU did deserve to be here. They beat Michigan. Ohio State messed up. That's on them. It happened. You can't. I don't. I don't like the. Did they deserve it? Yeah, they did. Max Duggan is legit. What's more legit than the TCU's season? No, 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 you, no, no. I'm talking about let, AJ. He's let, out there like let, they say to you. That's what AJ does. All right. Let 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 him do what he does. All right. Why you gotta TCU, be the heel, man? TCU's season was magical. TCU, I think, yeah. has a lot to look forward to. I don't know. We're still waiting on Georgia and TCU players to declare, but it. This told me two things. One, Georgia, scary. Georgia, scary. Scary. Very scary. Like, even with the people leaving. Scary, cherry, scary. That's how scary they are. Yeah. And, you know, like, Georgia's got, like, a couple players that are going to go in the draft. um, Because I don't know how many are declaring. And they're going to be great. And even with those players leaving, I think they're still going to be fine. Hmm. Like with TCU, I think there's really you got to look at their defense. <laughs> mm. I think that's number one with a game like this. I think you got to look at the defense first. <laughs> well, Jesus, can, can we just talk about the size difference too between that te- that TCU defense versus the the size of those receivers on the Georgia offense? I mean, we're talking about a six five. Wide receiver against a five nine corner, like that is a hard battle to win. Shout out to Hodges Tomlinson, like dude, you played your heart out, but you're gonna get beat whenever you're going up against a six five guy. There in in Georgia, literally, like for a minute, I I thought I was watching a tow truck service and not a football team because they were literally pulling my horn frogs across the field. Like they were pulling through, breaking tackles. It was it was bad, bro. And that just goes to show the tenacity and the athleticism of these Georgia Bulldogs. AJ, go ahead, man. Get it out of your system. Just say it. Oh no. Ready. Ready. No. I I I'm not shocked. I'm just oh, continuously impressed by how ready this man is to talk it. Talk that ish. Yes, yes. Uh, you did tell me so. For for those that are on the podcast and can't see, there's a big I told you so sign because uh, I told him so. You did. Uh, we uh, talked about it last week. Oh, man. There's not much to say. Uh, all I'm going to oh. say is uh, I think Stetson Bennett came out and was like, you know what? I deserved Heisman twice. Didn't get it twice. twice. But you know what I am going to get? This award, and he just won it getting, again. Yeah, yeah, get so, that dub. I, 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 there's not much to say. It don't bet against the dogs, which you did. So I'm sorry, I did, I did. And you know what? I'm, I'm starting to learn here that we might have a new king of the SEC 
king of college football as we know it for a long time. It's been nothing but crimson tide pride. And I'm telling you now, the Georgia Bulldogs are a force to be reckoned with. I think we're going to continue to see them grow. And you know what? I hope that we'll continue to see TCU grow. They show up. They don't have a great performance. But you know what that tells me? Is that, hey, we have a team that can make it to the college football playoff. So who in the transfer portal can lend us your talents to help us get what we need to make sure that we can pull off the championship? Because I feel like that's going to be an attractive thing for them to people in the portal to be like, hey, I'm a wide receiver. I'm not getting what I want here. I could come to your university and help you be the missing piece that you need to win. I could totally see that happening in the offseason. But, I I mean. I can't. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't see that happening, especially for TCU. I I don't think they've had a long enough time as a, like, recognizable institution for football. I think they are looked at as, like Freddie Airmail says in the chat, they are a Cinderella story. Every year has a Cinderella story. This year is TCU. Now, if TCU can come back, do just as well, or at least close to the next two, three seasons, sure. Then I can see it being a spot that, like, you know, people in the transfer portal want to go to as of now i really don't it's a smaller school talent doesn't go to usually those schools they usually go to the big boys and for the longest time it was alabama now for some strange reason it's uga trust me i'm from georgia i've been to uga on homecoming day that is not one of the best places to go to school i'm sure people are going to disagree with me But look, it's the place to go to play football. Why? Because they are getting people in the NFL. They are winning. And the SEC in general, to be the best in the SEC, I think, says a lot. That conference is just nasty. Five defensive first-round draft picks for Georgia last year. Five. Disgusting. You know what that tells me as a recruit? Oh, my chances of going to play under those coaches and that defensive coordinator in that program is going to give me a shot to my dream playing in the NFL. It's, exactly. It is. It's a, it's attractive. Now, again, if TCU can continue to repeat, I 100% agree with you. They continue to dominate in the Big 12. But, I mean, we'll see, right? Because Cincinnati's coming into the Big 12. BYU's coming to the Big 12. It's going to change. The conference is going to change. OU and Texas are going to be on their way pretty soon over to SEC. Good luck. I don't think they're going to get very far. But all I will say is this, is like, College football, as we know it, is is just rapidly evolving. And it's becoming more like professional sports than ever before. So what you can predict for the future is, is very much like trying to predict the future of an NFL team. Look at all the NFL teams this year, and we're going to talk about it in the wild card, who looked at the beginning of the year like there was no shot. They weren't going to make the playoffs. There's no way. And then you had teams like Detroit Lions. They didn't make the playoffs, but they got damn close. And on top of that, they got teams like Jacksonville, who had a terrible season last year, who are in the wild card themselves. And we're about to go into that. But it just goes to show, like, in the NFL, there's a lot less predictability, and we're starting to see that here in college football as well, which is, to me, as a fan, exciting. Uh, Because it gives me something to watch. There's a reason why we play the games. And uh, unfortunately... That was not an entertaining game to watch on either side. It was just, it was just ugly. Even if you're a Georgia fan, like it was still not fun to watch. It would have been way better. Like, tell me, Georgia fans in the chat, which game did you enjoy watching more? Did you enjoy watching the New Year's Eve bout with 
Ohio State, being able to watch them like in the final minutes, final seconds of the game, be able to pull off the win, so much more exciting than a blowout. It always is. Um, so we'll see, man. Breathe. Um, <laughs> you yeah. fired Relax. out so many words. Oh my god! Just, I had so it's, much it's to say. It's gonna be I, okay. I have one question. <clears throat> this segment. I have one yeah. question. Um, because he's a senior. There's a draft coming up. Where do you think Stetson Bennett ranks amongst quarterbacks? If he even declares, he's, he's going to declare. declare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be one of the probably two first round, three first round QBs. Um, I don't think so. You don't, don't think, think he'll so. go first round? No. Yeah. No. Apparently, think- Freddie says he's out of eligibility. So I'm pretty sure that means he has to declare. Yeah, he has to declare. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm You're saying, saying day three as well. I'm saying I'm gonna agree with Freddie. I, honestly, round, I don't round four, him. round five pick. You think? Yeah, yeah. I definitely see him as a later round pick. I don't see a lot, even though there should be. And I'm gonna say this again. I've been complaining about it for weeks. These old ass quarterbacks. Excuse me, FCF. I'm taking my one curse word. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> Once again, AJ's <laughs> used it. I've used it. I'm gonna use it. What in the jar? All these old quarterbacks need to lose and not lose, but they they cannot be the starting quarterbacks for all these teams. This year was wild in what we saw as far as quarterbacks going. And I think I know I'm a Falcons fan, but the Falcons are the best ex- like e- yeah. example. I, I think there are a lot of other teams that are great examples too. But the second Marcus Mariota left, Desmond Ritter had one or two bad games. This past game, this past week against Tom Brady, brilliant. I know yeah. Brady left out like third quarter, fourth quarter. But at that point, it was kind of a wrapped game. Like, you need to see these younger quarterbacks taking Aaron Rodgers' role, Tom Brady's role, all yeah. these old quarterbacks. And, and, and it should be a case where, Which, you know, Bennett goes to one of those teams. Yeah. But I doubt it. I think he's going to be a third, fourth round. I think he's going to go to another team like, you know, the Jaguars somewhat or the Saints. Saints could use him. Uh, maybe even the Falcons may pick him up again because they're not 100% with Ritter right now. and They don't know yeah. what's going on in that team. So I can see him go to a bunch of different places, but I don't see him going earlier than the fourth not, round. Not day one. Yeah. I, I uh, think if he falls, I think lowest would be sixth round. Um, I would love him as a fit, as a backup for the Lions. Yeah. yeah. I think I like, Max I like Duggan. That definitely back up. I think Max Duggan is going to be undrafted or like one of the final rounds picked. He will get signed. Two. He will get signed somewhere, but it's, I don't think, I don't know if it'll be on draft day. Um, if he had a better performance last night, I think he would have been drafted in round six or seven. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen after last night. I think he's going to go as an undrafted free agent and he will get signed and try to fight his way through camp to get a spot. There's a lot of demand for quarterbacks as we go in, because there's, you know, there's lots of questions in the air. What, what is the future of Matthew Stafford? What's the future uh, hold for Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady? Uh, there, there's just a lot of quarterback question marks. I would, I would say across the league, um, you know, so I think it's going to be really exciting this draft season and I'm ready for it. But before we get to the draft, we got to figure out what the draft order is, and that means we have to go through the NFL playoffs. And this weekend, we have a crazy wild card lined up. Let's break down the matchups real quick, starting with the AFC. So, 
Chiefs clinch the number one seed. They're going to be on a bye this week, which leaves the number seven seed Miami taking on Buffalo. Got the number six Baltimore taking on Cincinnati at number three. And then number five, LA Chargers taking on number four seed Jacksonville Jaguars. Who would have thought that they were going to clinch and win their division? I didn't, but they did. And did. man, that was that was crazy. But those are the matchups we've got. Let's start with Miami Buffalo. Here's the big question. Can Miami win without Tua? Because Tua is apparently supposed to be nope. out this week. Buffalo, I feel like they're after after all the events, they're kind of becoming a destiny team. America's rooting for them. I just don't see Buffalo slowing down at all. I really don't. Um I think Miami's gonna take an L this week, unfortunately. Miami's on its third string quarterback. Um yep. also shout out to the Freddie Stack Go podcast. If you want my full thoughts on out this wild card weekend, go to Spoofy where That's we right. have episodes. It's up right now. But wait until we're done here. Don't go yeah. right now. Go after. Um make a coffee first. Anyway. Um we're the Miami's screwed. I'm, I they yeah. look terrible without Tua and Tua's health. I don't want Tua playing if he could. The amount of health issues this boy has had this season, save him. Yeah. Don't I, it kind of makes you wonder what Miami's going to do with quarterback situation. Like you, you want to hold your breath for Tua. You want him to be successful. But if he continues to have head injuries and they say that once you have concussions, you're more prone to get others. That's going to keep him out of play, which means Miami's going to have to do something at the quarterback position. They're not going to continue to rock Teddy Bridgewater or whoever else, you know, He's in like that. Something Skyler? Skyler yeah. Thompson. That's his yeah. name. Oh, all right. <laughs> Skyler Thompson. Good luck to you, buddy. I, Dude, maybe, who knows? Maybe it'll be a Cinderella story situation, but I, I think this Buffalo I don't, team. I don't want that. I like the Buffalo thing too much. Yeah. Buffalo is just, they're too good, man. And they have lots of reasons to play, lots of reasons to win. Um, and so, yep, that's all I got to say on Miami. Good luck. They're in a real tough spot. Um, Baltimore travels to Cincinnati this week. Um, Taking on the Bengals. Baltimore, same story as Miami, man. They don't have their starting quarterback. That's a rough look. I don't see them winning without Lamar Jackson. Um, I really, I really don't. Which is really sad. As well. I think they're also just down. Man. I think, I think Tyler Huntley is injured right now. Yeah. So, yeah, they're on a third stringer. Yep. I think that, that, that one's said and done. Joe Burrow. Anthony Brown. Shout Anthony out to Brown. Anthony Brown. Shout out to the third stringers Amen. starting in the playoffs. Good for you guys. Yeah. Boykin for MVP says Cincinnati, even if Baltimore had Lamar. So, that's I, I don't know about that, but I will say... Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, they're out. They're back for a vengeance, man. They were this close last year and they fell short. They're won it really bad this year. They really do. And so we're going to see how well they fare through these playoffs. I do think they take on Baltimore and I do think they win in advance. Um, the Chargers, though, our boy Austin Eckler and Herbert on the Chargers taking on Jacksonville and the Cinderella story comeback season that everybody's talking about winning the AFC South, uh, man, like, <sighs> I just, I don't know, man. I didn't, I didn't really see that happening, but, um, the South was a complete mess this year. 
um, in AFC and NFC, to be honest. But Jacksonville's there. They're trying to continue to win. They're trying to show that whenever they put stock in Trevor Lawrence and they drafted him, they're trying to show that, hey, he's a winner. He can win playoff games. He can win a championship. Um, do we see them beating the Chargers this weekend? Or do we see uh, Austin Herbert and Austin Eckler run all over Jacksonville? What do we see? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I think the Chargers are going to win it personally. I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars have what it takes. I think they eked into the playoffs. Uh, as much as I love Tony Khan and AEW and the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're owned by the same company, uh, I don't think I, – I genuinely don't think they have what it takes to beat the Chargers. I mean, Eckler's just been on another level this season. I think he alone was just going to put the Chargers on his back. I think he can only do that for one game in this playoff, especially like the next, you know, the next people they would see if they win is the Chiefs. And I don't think yeah. they have what it takes to move past the Chiefs. So I think yeah. it's a short playoff run for the Chargers. And, you know, maybe if there's going to be an upset, I think it, this is the upset. I think the Chargers are going to be the Jaguars, even though it's weird that the Jaguars are technically ranked higher than the Chargers. Uh, Freddie Airmail from the Freddie Stat Go podcast in the chat says the betting line on this one is actually even right now, fellas. That's crazy. That is I, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, the Jaguars winning the South makes sense. The Titans imploded and the quarterback got hurt. They weren't, they weren't coming out of that game alive. Uh, the Jaguars also have a Super Bowl winning head coach instead of Urban Meyer. So that helps. Um, this is... Trevor Lawrence's first playoff appearance and Justin Herbert's first playoff appearance. Whoa. Both of these quarterbacks, I think I think Lawrence is on a mission to prove that he's not he, they the Jaguars just want to like erase their Urban Meyer season as much from possible. And that's the best <laughs> way to do that. Be good. The Chargers just want to get out of the basement. Um it is it is down the line. I think I think uh your boykin in the chat is right. I think the Jags are gonna win it. I think I I there's just too many questions around both of them that it's really yeah. a, a coin flip. It's not even a debate. It's yeah. both of these teams are the, like equal almost equally matched, and I just see the Jaguars beating them out. That's just my gut feeling. The scariest thing, the scariest thing all season about the Jaguars this year has been their defense. That is what's helped them win games. And you know what they say, defense wins championships. So if the Jaguars defense does in fact show up and shut down this Chargers offense, which is a powerhouse, then like that's really what it's going to come down to. It's it's going to be a clash of the Titans whenever the def the Jags defense is going up against the Chargers offense, because those are two very top-tier teams on those sides of the ball. Shout out um, to the Jaguars drafting three dominant linebackers just to pair them with Josh Allen. And now their linebacking core is stupid. Yeah, it's 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 dirty, man. It's, it's crazy, bro. Let's talk NFC. NFC is really interesting. Um, we're going to actually have a further discussion on one of these matchups later in the evening. Um, oh. But the number one seed, the NFC Beast of the East, the Eagles, uh, they clinched that so so crazy. Like it was it was easy. Jalen Hurts playing out of his mind, 
this year, along with those Eagles uh, receivers and backs. It's just unbelievable what they're doing in Philly. Um, maybe Philadelphia will win a championship this year, guys. We don't know, but we also know what the track record shows, and we won't go there. So we won't jinx them. Let's continue. <laughs> Seattle. Before the season started, if you would have told me that Seattle was going to squeeze into the playoffs in the seventh seed after trading away Russell Wilson, I would have laughed at you because I thought that trade was just completely bad news bears. I'm like, Seattle, what are you doing? Apparently they knew something and we didn't because Russell had the worst year of his career in Denver and they were able to make it. They did super well in Seattle but they're taking on the number two seed San Francisco 49ers, who by all means to me are one of the biggest threats to win the NFC as a whole. Uh, they're scary, man. As soon as they added Christian McCaffrey over there, like, bro, it's it, dude. It's it's that offense is crazy, man. There's so many weapons. You forgetting um, about the biggest weapon they have. Oh, yeah. That's, who is that's, that, Stathead? That's Dirty Purdy. Dirty Purdy. Rookie quarterback. Mr. Irrelevant coming in, balling out. If anything, he's showing his relevance there in in San Francisco. And I've got to say this, too, about Purdy. Like, what a, what a story there as well. Like, to come in, third-string quarterback, be able to be as successful as he's been. Like, it's, it's, it's cool, man. Uh, I would be really proud as a 49ers fan. Uh, to be able to see them in this match. I'm taking the Niners over the Seahawks. Sorry, Jose Ruckus. I know you're a homer, but it ain't going to happen. Just... I'm not sorry. Uh, AJ, you the same? Man. Yeah. Uh, um, I think. Same. Yeah. Sorry, Jose. Um, let's go on with the next NFC East team, uh, the six seed New York Giants. Uh, taking on the. The team that I was super surprised to see be super successful week in and week out, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. Like, past couple years, they haven't had a great track record, but this year, dude, they turned it up to 11. Like, they are trying to win in Minneapolis. They're trying to get a dub. Um, I haven't seen them be this competitive in a long time. Um, not since Not since they got rid of Diggs. Like... That's kind of when everything changed, right? Is whenever Diggs left Minnesota to go play for Buffalo, that's kind of when we saw them kind of take a slump because they didn't have the receiver targets. But this year, playing like crazy, man. Hold up. What? Amend them to what you just said. What? The, the reason Diggs left was they traded to get the pick to pick Jay Jettas, who then went on to become Offensive Rookie of the Year. No, no, no. I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't saying that they like he left. I'm saying like No, that... no, but you said it took a dip. I was like, what you mean it took a dip? <laughs> Justin Jefferson literally showed up the yeah, same I mean, time. Justin Jefferson did has been unbelievable. But You're absolutely right. Consistent. I take that back. I take that back. <laughs> there. Plus they had Thielen also. There you go. Come on now. Yeah, my bad, dude. Justin <laughs> Jefferson, I apologize. Especially to you, because um, <laughs> you know he's watching. Yeah, he big totally fan, is. big fan of the show, Justin Jefferson. Hey, you know Austin Eckler stopped by before. He said it was a great show. He loved it. So there you go. You know, you never know. You never know who's watching. Uh, but in the meantime, 
I am going to take Minnesota over the Giants. Um, I think it's I think it's their year. I think the Vikings are going to make it to the NFC championship. Um, I think they're going to beat out. So, you don't think they're you? No, no. I like that the the goal was the championship, not the Super Bowl. They're going to no, make it. I, to think, the I don't think they're making it to the Super Bowl. I say I'm saying they're going to make it to the NFC. No, that's a. I'm, I don't hate that. I just think that's funny yeah. that that's the prediction. No, Sorry, I, I think they, I think it. No, no. I know what you're saying. They make it to the NFC championship. I think they're still going to fall short. Uh, but I think it's going to be again a really close, really close matchup. Uh, for them in these playoffs, but they're gonna they're gonna hand it to the Giants. Oh yeah, uh, AJ, you think so? I mean, yeah, it's like genuinely. I think the first round, besides like the four and five on either side, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty obvious who everybody's gonna pick and who everyone thinks should win. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we talk about that four and five seed in the NFC? Because this is the matchup that everybody's watching. It's the one we're gonna talk about later in the show during the boss battle. Um, Dallas number five coming off a brutal loss to the Washington Commanders, taking on Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, he does not want to go out with a bad, bad year. He came back out of retirement, played this year. It's been rough, but dude is still in the playoffs. Man, man lost his family, dude. If anything, that guy has the biggest chip on his shoulder. And I've got to say, what that uh Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Tom Brady, fun fact, stat of the night right here. Tom Brady is undefeated against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Yep. Undefeated. What a stat that is. So um I don't know if Dallas has it in them. I would love to see Dallas make a deep run. I would love to see them take it to the NFC Championship or the Super Bowl because, like, I know their fan base has been dying since the 90s to see, like, America's team make it back there. But can I just say that they've got two liabilities on their offense. You don't know what's going to happen with with Zeke. Some days he's great. Other days he doesn't show up at all. But the same can also be said about their quarterback, who I think is overpaid. And just he is not performing to the level that they're expecting him to. That's Dak Prescott. Um, I don't know. I uh, I think Tampa Bay is going to win against Dallas. I do. I I know how Dallas can win. I don't think they're gonna, but I do know how they can. Um, and very simply, don't don't give Tom Brady the ball. And also, don't play don't play a lot of zone. Don't yeah. play a lot of zone. Tom Brady's way too good against zone. Uh, it's literally like one of the things that we've seen time and time again. Um, and I I think if you keep the ball in Prescott's hands and out of Brady's, you'll be fine. Uh, but that's where the problem starts. Is yeah. they couldn't beat the Commanders. Yeah, and. Yeah, we- I, mean, I don't think Tom Brady's – I'm not one to doubt Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> do you think that the reason they lost to the Commanders is just Dallas was just not actually looking to compete that week? They were just like, hey, we're already in the playoffs. Let's let's just get this thing done and then go. Like, do you think that's what it was, that they were just – like, they underestimated it going into that game that it's not a big deal, and so therefore they didn't play as hard as they could? Or do you think that they exploited and showed off some weakness 
that the commanders took advantage of and that they used to win that game. They put Dak in and Zeke <laughs> yep. to start. Commanders did put in their third stringer. Yeah. To start. They did. Why and are you then, playing your starters if it's a game where you aren't trying to win? Yep. 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 Freddie That's said, hell that. no. They were contending for the number one seed. Absolutely they were. They they that game. Because why else would you put your starters in against the 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 third stringers? But the thing is, is like I don't know, man. I think that Dallas is a huge liability. That's what it comes All down to. I want in this wild card game is Cavante Turpin to return a kick or a punt for a touchdown. We get that, we're good. I don't care who wins. I win. We win. Pro bowler FCF wins. FCF's first pro bowler. Let's go. Cavante Turpin. Uh, let's play this out though. Tampa Bay or um or Dallas. The winner is gonna take on Minnesota Vikings, most likely. I don't see either team beating the Vikes. I thought they end up playing the Eagles. Do they play the Eagles? Because I thought the Eagles would play so the, if, the if, No, no, no. You're right. They play the Eagles. Yeah. San Francisco would play Minnesota, Philadelphia right. would play Tampa, Jacksonville would play Kansas I, City. I, I think, think whoever I think it's Eagles, Minnesota for the NFC Championship. Okay. Whoever wins the Chargers, Jacksonville. Whoever wins the Chargers, Jacksonville, Kansas City. I I I genuinely think it's going to be for the championship on East side. It's going to be Chief Bengals and then Eagles 49ers. Uh, Shout out to Coach (laughs) Kerry Thompson. And wow, he's coming in the boomer way through Facebook because apparently we are on Facebook now. But Coach hey. Kerry Thompson is uh, one of the strength and conditioning coaches for FCF. So, Yo. shout out. Shout uh, out, Kerry. But, yeah, I, I genuinely think that it's uh, Chiefs, Bengals, 49ers, Eagles, and I think it's going to be the number one seeds meeting each other for the Super Bowl, Chiefs, Eagles. Man, that I would love to watch the game. That game is going to be incredible. I would be perfectly happy with that Super Bowl. Um, I, I have – I, we break it down way further on Freddy Stat Go every yep. Monday podcast, Spoofy, all those things, Apple Potato Music. Anyway, I have it being San Francisco, Philadelphia. And as a shocker, I have Jacksonville and Buffalo in the AFC Championship. Buffalo is going to win. They're going to play Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Buffalo is going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. I, hey, I like it. I like it, man. What? Um, that is wild. I could see I, Buffalo, yeah, but Jacksonville beating Kansas City Chiefs. I think are Chiefs or Bills. Bonkers. I think are it can happen. Bonkers. That I is. There's no way that's gonna happen. But yeah. what if it does? <laughs> eh, I don't think it will. I think you're just doing your normal uh, stat hit thing. Chaos. I was right about. I was right about chaos. Utah. I was right about. You were Utah. right. You were right. You're right. I was right about TCU and Georgia. This is another TCU and Georgia situation. Do you guys want to make I a wager for everyone to like Utah hold you guys accountable to? No, I, I'm okay. I, I'm, I'm also okay. I'm also broke. So no. there you go. All right, let's uh, talk about NBA. Uh, we're gonna take a break. We are coming back to football conversation here in the next ten minutes. So stay tuned. Um, NBA's got a really tight um, MVP race. Um, we're going to look at the top five candidates according to the betting lines for the MVP. Really tight, but we have five. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still early. Like, we're not even in the All-Star break yet. So, Same. Seems kind of contradictory to say it's a really tight race, but we got <laughs> five people in the running. 
I think any one of these could totally could totally win it. So. If you say Luka Doncic is one of the five, get out. Get out now. This the is man... coming from uh, USA Today okay, for the well, win. Okay. The, these stat this is these are Vegas odds, by the way, too. Uh, uh so the number well, of and the, the right. ranking is by Vegas odds, not in the order which I put them in. Okay. Uh so the number five uh with a three hundred and fifty over uh is Giannis. Giannis is rated at number five, averaging thirty one points per game. According to the Vegas stat line, thirty one point seven points per game, eleven point eight are uh rebounds per game, and uh five point two assists per game. Uh Bucks injuries are forcing him to have to carry the team. Uh, and he's delivering the box score in the most recent three uh, games uh, with 40 points uh, or, or over 40 point games, including a 55 point game. Uh, but they're not necessarily getting dubs. Um, previously, he was second on the MVP uh, rankings, but he's actually dropped because of the Bucks' losses. Uh, so he's number five right now. Um, I'm just going to read through all of them, and then we will we'll discuss. Can I guess uh, what they are? Because I do not. Know all right, who do you guys think that. number four is? Number four, it's got to be Steph Curry. Nope. I he's been playing so great in the basketball. Nope, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be Steph. Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel! Joel's a great guess. He is on the list, but <laughs> he is actually he's third. number seven. Oh, is he? Wow, really. He, uh, Joel Embiid is over seven. He was previously 10th. Um, he's getting 33 and a half points per game, almost 10 assists, 9.8, or sorry, almost 10 rebounds, 9.8 rebounds, and 4.6 assists per game. Um, so, oh, here, I'll just go down the list. So, number 10. Oh, I liked guessing. Uh, That's funny. Guessing we, was we, funny. We can, we can guess. We can guess. Yeah. Number, no, when do I get back to the number? Like, so this is yeah. 10 to, 10 to we gotta, Yeah. I don't agree with this one at all. Number 10, Shea Gilgis Alexander. I like SGA, but there's no way he's getting the MVP, not with the way Oklahoma City's playing. Uh, Tyrese Hal, uh, Halberton from the Pacers at number nine. Uh, Morant at number eight. Mm. Joel Embiid at number seven. Donovan Trae Young's not going to even six. be on the list. He's not going to even be on the uh, list, is he's he? He's going to be number four. Yeah, I don't know. This Again, I didn't make this list. This is from USA Today. Number uh, six, no. Donovan Mitchell. Uh, number uh, five, you said uh, we did Giannis. Here's yeah. number four. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you guys a hint. Okay. About 29.7 points per game, 6.7 rebounds per game. Rebounds. Jason Tatum. Yeah, is it Jason Tatum? Is it JT? Ooh, dude, that's such a close guess. Is it, is it smart? It's not. Oh, <laughs> Uh, one more clue. Ulti- uh, he had an untimely knee injury that's knocked him back after he missed a couple weeks of play. Derek Rose. <laughs> I have no idea. I Kevin no Durant, idea. number four. KD. Oh. What? That's what they have as number four. Um, he has led the team with just a one loss in the span of their last several uh, four weeks. Um, he so scored I thought 40, he'd be higher. 44 points in that game that they lost. Crazy. Um, number three, JT, 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 JT. Boston Celtics are doing really well with Jason Tatum scoring 30.8 points per game, eight rebounds per game. Um, he has peaked, uh, pretty high, but not as high as he has been. Um, he's had, this is going to make me angry. He's had three games over 40 points. 
in the span of the past couple weeks. He was previously first on the list, by the way. He so he is my who I think <laughs> deserves the MVP. He is playing like an MVP, and he's bringing a team, the Nets, that last season nobody give cared about because they weren't going to do anything. They had they were so the locker room was so disruptive. It wasn't cohesive at all. And to have Kevin Durant, literally, in my opinion, carrying that team this year, it's nuts. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. he deserves to be higher on the list. I already know who the Is next he, he's higher be. on the list. He should be. He yeah, should be. I think, I think he deserves to be higher on the list, but they're worried that he won't win because of his injury will knock him back in the rankings. Like, Fair, he won't play then, less. But, like, JT's number three. Like, I think it's going to be Joker and then it's going to be Luca. Number two, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Uh, and then number one is Luka Doncic because he's yeah. the high, he's the most hype. And I'm gonna say this now before you Previously even get into fourth. it. Yeah. Okay. He's the most hyped player that isn't isn't de- delivering at all. If he was the MVP, <laughs> his team would go further in the playoffs. We'll see, man. Hey, no, we won't because I know for a fact he's not gonna get further unless. Dallas, a by a miracle, somehow gets Trey Young, which is apparently their the records. Rule, like the rumor. If, if you're looking at their records of play within the top five, um, didn't they say that same thing about Dirk? Luka Doncic is up there in terms of like they're pretty competitive. They're not as good as uh, the Nuggets record or uh, the Celtics record, um, but it's still a pretty competitive number. At okay, but that's that's kind of my point is like if we're going based off of like everybody saying, oh, Kevin Durant isn't going to make it to the playoffs because of injury. Nikola Jokic doesn't get to the playoffs. He, sometimes he barely plays a full ye- season because yeah. he's always hurt, but he wins MVPs. I think these like there needs to be more strict rules yeah. and results to who is MVP because I think it's nuts and wilds. Like yeah. the fact that Luca is in first place when in my opinion, he is doing nothing more than Donovan Mitchell is for the Cavaliers. Yeah. I think it's wild. I genuinely think Donovan Mitchell is having just as powerful and impactful of a season on the Cavaliers than Luca, like as Luca in, in Dallas. I think yeah. this is a situation where people need to realize and look that there is a lot of hype behind someone. And I'm going to go off on this. Ja Morant being at eight, fine. I'm not upset about that. But Trey Young not being on the list when he has comparable results is nuts as, to me. As Ja, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. understand that the like the Grizzlies are probably doing a little better, but still, guys, like we got to look at like the impact they have on the on team. Their team. If yep. you are missing this player on the team, that's a huge reason they're like losing. Yep. I think that needs to be like be a part of the conversation. And I also think that the rankings matter. Like, yeah. don't give me Shea Gildress Alexander when Trey Young is putting the same points. Oh, team I think Trey. I think Trey is over SGA, like hands like, down. Like, there's no reason Halliburton, SGA get be out on of the here. List. Get out of uh, here with Halliburton. Those yeah. first two. That do not terrible. deserve to be. I don't there. know what USA Today is thinking. I don't represent their viewpoints. I'm just the messenger. Um, no, I understand that, but I'm still Jokic, angry. Yeah, I know. Rightfully so. Jokic, uh, really the only knock against him at this point in his shot <coughs> at winning the MVP is that he plays on a really complete team. Um, the Nuggets yeah. uh, won Thursday with him only scoring 12 points. So the fact that he's even in this conversation is really interesting. Because uh, he doesn't necessarily have to go out and ball out, but um, he has had four 40 point games 
since the last time they did this update. So he is having some big games, but then he, other times he doesn't have to show up because his team, like they could still win uh, whether he has an amazing game or not because they're so balanced. Uh, so that's probably the biggest knock against Joe uh, Jokic. Um, previously number uh, four, he's now up to number two, 25 points per game average, 10.8 rebounds per game and 9.7 assists per game. Luka that's- Doncic, Number one right now, 34 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, 8.7 assists per game. Uh, Really what this comes down to is this. He's had two 50-point games in the past couple weeks, including another 60-point triple-double to help Dallas uh, overcome the Knicks uh, in a late uh, late comeback in overtime. Um, They are now up to fourth overall in the West after a crazy win streak. And so people are putting a lot of spotlight on Luka. I do think it's well-deserved, but again, I don't know if he's MVP yet. I don't know if he is. I do think he has a shot, man, but when you compare him to the likes of Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Giannis, or even Donovan Mitchell, like all of those guys could totally win MVP. And we know how this goes is who wins MVP every year. It's the people that make a huge statement through the end of the season. They get their team really high up into the playoff rankings. That's who wins MVP. Uh, look at the past several years. It's 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 the guys like Kevin Durant that win. So, um, yeah, and uh, Freddie Airmel chiming in saying, "Hey, thing is, remember the odds are assuming that everyone plays a full season from here on out." Absolutely, you're right. You know, we could totally see uh, a spat where Jokic or Doncic or Tatum, like they could all get hurt uh, or have to take some time away. Um, there's no telling, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, I think I know your answer, AJ, but off this list, this list aside, who do you think is going to win MVP? Great. <laughs> I think you I, already I got know. this, AJ. I think you're going to say Trey. I think you want it to be Trey. The what who, is, who do I think is going to off this list is going to be on the list? Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying or... like who, do, like not paying attention to the list, just paying attention to what you know and you watching the game, who do you think has got it? For MVP? Yeah. Oh, I think Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, like, okay. Honestly, genuinely, I think Kevin Durant. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, if he doesn't hurt himself, he has the right and he's playing the way an MVP should. Uh, um, besides him, if genuinely, I don't think the Boston Celtics are good enough to make it to the playoffs again. I, I was shocked that they did last year. And if they do, I think Jason Tatum has every right to be in the race. Um, I don't know. Donovan Mitchell's been playing out of his his I genuinely think it's just uh I, I think the first the top five makes sense to me. I just think it needs to be rearranged. Yeah. That that's that's what I'm saying. I think I think if Luca keeps winning and they keep up the streak, the 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 Mavs uh, continue to contend for a high up spot in the seeds for the Western Conference. Yeah, I, give it to give it to Luca. But aside I think- from that, I mean, guys like Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Giannis, and uh, Kevin Durant are the guys that I see kind of winning this thing. Uh, I, I, I gotta say, JT, 
I'm, JT. I'm, I'm incredibly biased and you'll never guess why. Oh, because, you know, you New Englander, you, I would never understand. Yeah, no, no, it's JT. I, I, I agree with KD. Uh, I, <laughs> up there, I, I think Giannis is up there because when you make a single player carry a team, they're going to show you that they can carry it. And I think KD and Giannis have been doing an excellent job. I think the way I look at it, I, th- I, I think Donovan, I, I, I want Donovan to play better. I like Donovan a lot. I just, I think to really get up into what would you say he was like six or seven? Yeah. Uh, who Donovan was like eight. Yeah, I, if he's climbing uh, that, like six, I, I think probably. he got to play better. But I would love to see a Donovan Mitchell or a John Morant I mean, in the t- at least in the top five. You can't forget about uh, Donovan's seventy-one point eleven assist game. Oh no. Yeah, my camera is frozen. This looks ridiculous. Okay, there I'm back. All I'm gonna say is this: the way I look at it is, put Giannis and put Kevin on the court together. That's gonna be a hard one on one -one one for the MVP. Let's go. No, no, that's gonna be really difficult. But like, you put Luca and Giannis on that same court, that's gonna be a completely different game. Giannis is gonna destroy that young man. Yeah. So that's kind of how I look at it. It's like if if it's that big of a difference, uh, you can't. It kind of goes back to the Heisman conversation, right? Like, how do you how do you weigh the Heisman versus the MVP? Is it based on like their value to the team? They are the most valuable player, or is it like, man, they just balled out? That person threw for six hundred yards. So we started on the Heisman. Yeah, we don't have to go there. We don't even have time to go there, but it's fine. Um, Guys, let us know what you think. Tweet at us uh, at KS from Kyle at in for arcade fcf at king Ka. let us know who do you think is going to win the nvp for the nba um let's try to fast track through some of these next topics we've got a few minutes to power through these rapid uh rapid style here here we go uh, so the xfl a little over a month away from kickoff camp has begun mm. uh players are at it february 18th is the day um i've got to say i'm excited to see some some uh spring football um i'm excited to see kind of what the xfl brings in terms of a freshness to spring football uh but guys uh what are you looking forward to most with the xfl i mean the guardians obvious i'm excited to see some familiar faces are we gonna have to do an orlando guardians watch like watch party Oh, 100%. I think so. That, yeah. Those are the boys. I mean, we got to do one for the Vegas Vipers. <laughs> I would want to do one for the Roughnecks to support your boy Bryson. Um, I'm going to do one for sure for Arlington, only because of family. But we got yeah. some boys in Arlington. Um, I'm trying to catch a game. I'm trying to catch an Orlando Guardian game. See the boys. Yeah. Yeah. Those are our boys. Book your plane ticket now, guys. And like, I don't care... I don't care if we see a hybrid at quarterback between, uh, you know, the Magic Mitch kid and, you know, our one. I think it's predominantly going to be for But if Mitch gets in for like a couple snaps, <laughs> that'd be great. But I 100% think Francois. Here's the thing. We only have a month away from kickoff. Do we see a trade happening? Do we see yes. kid getting moved, you think, in the next month? I don't think so. You think he's going to stay? I think they're going to keep him. They have a third quarterback, too, that we know nothing about. And if we're all hyped up on Mitch Kidd and DeAndre, like maybe this guy is going to get the boot. But, yeah. hey. And, that, and that'll be really interesting to see who is going to start. If you it could be the new guy. Yeah, if be. you want to hear more, go check out Freddie. Go check show, out the Freddie Stat we discuss show. this exact scenario hey, we're gonna get detail. <laughs> 
we're going to go ahead into our next topics before we get to the boss battle. We only have a couple, couple minutes for this. Uh, this is our entertainment segment right here. The Last of Us on HBO is coming out next week yes. before we have our next show. Uh, it is like destroying reviews right now on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. They've actually got a 98% critic score right now. Um, tons of people coming in. Empire Magazine, Decider, IGN Movies, Inverse, uh, The Wrap, Time Magazine. A lot of people are saying this. Is that It is the best film adaption of a video game ever. And it doesn't play out exactly like the video game. There's lots of twists and turns and things that you wouldn't expect had you played the series. So that's kind of promising, seeing that you'll be able to go in with fresh eyes. Are you guys going to be watching the premiere next week uh, of this six-episode season one? Potentially. Are all six coming out at the same time? I don't think so, but it is only a six-episode season, which I thought was kind of short and unfortunate. But they got to be like hour-and-a-half-long episodes. Oh, probably. Probably they're probably like trying to do a lot, which is probably why it's so good. Um, I'll probably start it and then knowing myself, I'll be surprised if I finish it. Yeah, I'll get too scared and I'll stop watching it, to be honest. Do you not like scary? I don't like scary movies. Fun fact. I want to watch a scary movie. (laughs) movie I'm still going to watch it because your boy Pedro Pascal is the star. Pedro Pascal. I love I love his work I, in Game of Thrones so Mandalorian. Good. I need him to make more movies. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna read one of these um reviews um from uh IGN movies here. I thought this one was really good. Uh solid performances flank the pair as characters weave in and out of Joel and Ellie's journey. Uh it says that special mention goes out to Nick Offerman and uh, which I'm excited to see. And it says they are some unforgettable characters. Um, we spend a fleeting time with some great performances that act to consistently remind us about the fragility of life in this uh, action drama. Um, so uh, the video game is split into four seasons across a year and, and is episodic in nature with most locations, locations featuring a subplot sketched out in letters and mementos that the player finds. Uh, the show builds upon these letters and fleshes them out into full form stories. So we're probably going to have a lot more detail, um, which is pretty dope. Pretty exciting. Um, final thoughts. Uh, the Last of Us is sprawling, an emotional epic that captures the game's spirit while expanding the narrative. It doesn't feel even remotely controversial to call this the best video game adaption ever made. These are reviews from critics. Uh, so I'm excited to tune in. It premieres 9 p.m. Eastern uh, on Sunday, January 15th on HBO. Uh, if you have HBO Max or HBO, you can tune in and watch it. We'll probably talk a little bit about, about it next week. If you guys want to know more, uh, we'll bring you our thoughts on the show next week. Uh, the next thing we want to talk about, last night during the college football playoff, there was one exciting thing that happened in the fourth quarter, uh, and that was Quantumania's trailer uh, was dropped. And um, I've got to say this. I watched it and I was underwhelmed and I don't know if it's because the story of quantum mania or Ant-Man or like just doesn't interest me or it's the latter, which is, I think I'm just burned out of Marvel at this point. My question to you guys today on the show was, are you guys feeling the Marvel burnout? Do they need to take a small break from Marvel? Kind of like what they did with star Wars where they just 
brought down to way less content and slowly started releasing again. Like, how do we fight the burnout? Are you guys feeling burnout on any of this stuff? Let me know. What do you guys think? I don't think I'm feeling burnout more so. I think the quality of work is just going down like, oh. a lot. You think it's because they're doing too much at the same time and that's yeah. why the quality's dropping? I yeah. genuinely do. Like, look at, like, as much as, like, the you know, the creator She-Hulk wants to go around saying that, like, it was a very accurate, it was the most accurate comic adap- adaptation of a, like, character into a show, I think he himself knows that, like, you know, when that show's last episode is making fun of the fact that they don't have any VXF artists because they had to move on to the next movie and then put the Wakanda soundtrack in it, like, that's letting you know that they are spread entirely too thin. Not only that, I think they're missing what got them here in the first place. The fact that they built a long story that had a mm. good ending in Endgame. Now that Endgame is gone, it seems like they're trying to grasp at straws, introducing all these new worlds. Quantumania, the yeah. underworld of Tal- like Talokan, and like that one. Plus all the space stuff that they're going to be introducing with all the Guardians and Adam Warlock and all that. It's too much. It's yeah. too much for the average viewer. Like, if they really want to do Secret Wars, they have to do a lot of other things first, and they yeah. got to build upon it to get there. And I think, I think they're doing too much too quickly. I agree with that. I think during Infinity War, I felt as a viewer, I couldn't miss a thing. And now I'm like, oh, I missed a movie? Oh, I'll have to make some time to go back and watch that. But like, it's, it's on my priority list because there's just so much to watch. It's no. so fascinating. I mean, I felt burnout immediately after Endgame. And I yeah. saw Endgame without even seeing any of the Spider-Man movies. Um, oh, because wow. there okay. was so much. Like, I-, I knew that they were going down at Captain Marvel because that movie felt rushed. Was it, yeah. it was not good. And, and that sucks because I think that character is great, but that whole movie felt like it was it existed just to explain why Captain Marvel is in Endgame. Yeah, I That's think the there's... Whole reason. I I think there's one thing we've learned from what Star Wars is doing and what Andor did, especially Andor did um, for Star Wars is that is they've slowed down the pace. They've gotten more immersive in the storytelling, the quality of the storytelling. It's not jam packed with a bunch of action and stuff like they kind of slowed it down. Superhero movies, they're supposed to be action packed and stuff, but I feel like it starts to feel more like Power Rangers and less like the epic that is a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie or series whenever we just try to rush and throw it out well, there. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, we, we got all this tension released at the end of the end game that we've been building for years yeah. beautifully. And then the next year they were like, here's everything coming out. And yeah. we're all like, wait, they slow, take, slow down. down. Yeah. They could have taken like a year or two off. Given the, the hype would have been there too. The hype yeah. would have been there. Yeah, like yeah. slow it down, spread it out, focus on building up new from the ground up. But mm-hmm. I think they're really just rushing it to try and keep the same people keep going because if you don't, then Ant Man's not going to be played by Paul Rudd. And I'm yeah, like just yeah, we'll see, man. And and I don't know, man. And we'll see kind of like where the actors go because I think just as much as we are burned out, I think we're starting to see some actors being burned out too. That's why you're starting to see some people wrap up contracts and things like that. They're just, they're ready to take a break, you know, as, as are we all, uh, let's go in our last segment of the night. This is our boss battle for the week. Um, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. 
the Cowboys uh, had a terrible performance. We we talked about it earlier against Washington, just not good. And Stephen A. Smith from ESPN hops on today on a broadcast and says this. He says that he believes that Jerry Jones is lying to the Dallas Cowboy fan base. Mm. Is that he is not necessarily happy with Mike McCarthy, especially after that dismal performance last week. And then if Mike McCarthy goes in and loses this game to Tampa, that he is going to be fired, that he is going to be terminated. I want to talk about, do you guys think that's realistic? This is our boss battle for the night. If you guys are uh, watching, let us know in the comments. Do you think Mike McCarthy's job is on the line after this season? Um, if they win or lose against Tampa Bay, um, what do you, what are you guys thinking? Um, let us know in the chat. Stathead, I'll start with you. Do you have any thoughts to weigh in on this? Do you think that Mike McCarthy's job after this game against the commanders and knowing what we know could potentially happen in Tampa Bay? Like, what are your thoughts? My immediate reaction to anything uh, that starts with Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless said is who cares? Mm. Um, because that's their job. They're going to say things that are wild and outlandish. Um, and I, this one is, I can see it being more true, but it, that just goes back to the truth about the Cowboys. And the truth about the Cowboys is, is they have consistently been carried by talent, not coaching. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, um, I don't even remember his name. Ga- J- Jason Garrett? Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. He had a job forever. Why? He was consistently eight and eight. It's because the talent that he had was so good. He didn't need to be great. Right. He got carried. Mm-hmm. With an actual coach, I'm sure the Cowboys could be fantastic. However, they went from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. And what happened with Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl winning head coach? Well, a lot of people argue it's the fact that he had a really great defense in Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. So you went yeah. to another coach that really isn't implementing anything new. Yeah. And it's just the talent is really good. And I think Dan Quinn honestly is really stepping up as a defensive coordinator and making that Dallas defense great. And really everything, all eyes are on offense, which I think less had to do with any cool schematics or plays and more of that's just a talented group of guys. That's why they're winning. But would I be surprised if Mike McCarthy was fired? Absolutely not. Do I believe Stephen A. Smith? Never. But I wouldn't be shocked because I don't think Jerry Jones is a great owner. I think he is he's he's Emperor Palpatine. There ever has been an, an owner that is Emperor Palpatine. It's Jerry Jones. Wow. He, I, he, I never he seen really, that he really thinks that he's the reason the Cowboys dynasty was a dynasty. And that's he once said he 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 got rid of Jerry Jimmy Johnson because he thought he was the reason they won. And what did Jimmy Johnson what did they do? The next year they got carried to a Super Bowl by talent alone, won that Super Bowl against a bad Steelers team, and then Jimmy Johnson, I mean Jerry Jones in his head was like, This is the recipe for success get a very mid coach and a great team and we'll win a bunch of Super Bowls. And it hasn't happened yet because it yeah. doesn't work. I like that. Uh, AJ, you're up. What do you think, man? I mean, honestly, I, I think if he doesn't win, he should go. 
I think Stephen A is right. I think if that's what the situation is, I think it's right too, honestly. I think it's time to change things up. Uh, genuinely, I don't think it is about the coach. Uh, I think Stathead's right. Uh, I think it's like there's a lot of mediocre players, a lot of streaky players, like we said earlier. Dak has not been a good quarterback this year. Zeke has been streaky at best. I think his his best years are behind him, unfortunately. And this is somebody who's had him on his fantasy team for years. Uh, I'm a big Zeke fan, but I think the time is up. I think it's time for a whole complete change. I don't think it's time for the coach to go, but unfortunately, I think that's what's going to end up happening just because that's the world we live in. It's it's easier yeah. to get rid of a coach and blame the coach on you know issues within the entire team and establishment. Angry than it is to actually take a you know legitimate look at yourself and your 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 company and be like okay yeah. the rot starts within and it's not our coach he could potentially be one of our best assets but hey yeah that's just the the way the game of football is played today it's uh, yeah. more blame on the coach than should be Stephen a said one thing i i hadn't shared yet he said one uh, one other thing in his uh, two minute spiel today was that if mike mccarthy is fired he should not be and will not be the only one that will be looking over their shoulder with a possible chance for them to be removed, traded, or uh, fired. Um, yep, and, 100%. And uh, I agree with you. Like, it's so much easier to, to blame a coach and to fire a coach. But we talked about this earlier. Last week, I don't think it was a coaching issue. You're trying to win. Uh, you're trying to win the game, right? So what do you do? You know they have their third strings in. You put your first string uh, players in to perform. And what do they do? They don't perform. There's interceptions thrown. There's terrible performances on both ends of the ball. The one thing that Mike McCarthy has done for this Cowboys team this season was bring in an amazing defensive coordinator, work with their defense. He's very defensive-minded. Their defense is one of the reasons they're at where they're at today. They've had some crazy games. You want to know why they've struggled? Because their offense is not executed. They've thrown too many picks and interceptions. Dak Prescott has more interceptions than any other starting QB in the playoffs. And that to me is where the issue lies. It's in the QB position to me. It's in the, it's in Ezekiel Elliott not showing up. Um, that's just my opinion. I think that's where you should start. And start trying to trade those guys and sign some new talent and reorganize some things. I don't necessarily think that Mike McCarthy is the full issue. Uh, but I do agree um, that I do think he will be fired and that he will be the first to go and be blamed. And that's exactly what's wrong with Jerry Jones and this organization in Dallas is that it's really easy to blame all the coaches that have come before. It's really easy to blame the coach that's there now. How many coaches have they gone through in the past, you know, six seasons? Six, two. Yeah. That's nuts. They they've only gone through two. It's only it's we went straight from J, uh, Jason Garrett to this. I think I mean listen. I think <coughs> Dak Prescott's uh, underperformance is disappointing. I think Zeke's is more disappointing, and I think with Zeke's more disappointing performance, it's equally as disappointing that you don't turn to Pollard more. Um, lean on Pollard more. Have Zeke build that back. Build that game back up. Um, I also don't trust Kellen Moore as, an, uh, as a coordinator. I think if McCarthy's going, you got to get rid of Moore. I think you keep Quinn because he's doing something right. 
But I think you need a coach that can get the most out of these guys, and mm. then you need to look at the guys themselves. Um, Dak Prescott set a NFL record for interceptions during the 2022 season. 15 Yikes. interceptions in 12 games. Wow. To me, that's your problem. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Uh, but we want to know what you think. It's not knows so much about what we think. It's about what you think at home. Let us know who you side with more for this boss battle. We'll have a poll go up here in just a second. Do you agree with Stathead? Do you agree with myself? Do you agree with AJ King Kaw? And also let us know, is Mike McCarthy on his way out the door if they lose to Tampa Bay? Um, we already talked about if we think they're going to win or lose against Tampa Bay. Um, and so, uh, yeah. You can go back and watch that later. You can also tune into the Freddy Stat Go podcast where they break down all of the wild cards. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to have that poll pop up here. Let us know what your thoughts are. Who is going to win? Um, that is up to you. That is what up for scary you movies have you seen, Info? I need to know. This. Very few. What uh, ones have you seen? Uh, most of the scary movies I have seen. Um, I've seen it. Oh, which one? I, the OG. Oh, yeah. Um, I have seen a lot of Paranormal Activity. I saw Ooh. that one in theaters. Had to walk out. No lie. Nice. Very nice. Um, all right. So uh, we're having issues with Twitch on the poll. So we're not going to run a poll tonight. That's perfectly fine. But let us know what you guys think. Uh, tweet at us at KSRomKyle at in 4 kwcf and at King Ka. And uh, we'll tell you, we'd love to have a dialogue about this throughout the week. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's show. Go check out the Freddy Stat Go podcast with Stathead and Freddy Airmail. Check out tomorrow night right here on SCSE. Uh, AJ Ka and Jose Ruckus are on Don't Cause a Ruckus every Wednesday night. They've got a great show. It's super entertaining. And you can go tell... Jose Ruckus about how wrong his love is of the Seattle Seahawks just for me. And then also tune into the fan controlled show on Thursdays. They had a great fan controlled show last week, wrapping up the 2022 year. Uh, all of their top fives. It was a really fun, entertaining watch. You guys can go back and watch that on YouTube or right here on Twitch on the VOD. But guys, thank you for tuning in today. We will see you next time right here. Same time, same place Tuesday 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you guys want, feel free to listen to this on podcast services around the globe. And we will see you next time. This has been a presentation of the Fan Controlled Sports and Entertainment Podcast Network. Comment, rate, and subscribe to this feed for all of your favorite fan controlled shows. If you'd like to create a podcast or live stream show with us, please reach out at content at fcf.io.